Good morning, everyone. It is August 9th. It is 11.40 a.m. right now. Uh, quickly, I'm just going to jump right into it. All right, last summer, there was an older lady that was on a side street from Thames Street, and she was out there screaming for help. While she was screaming for help, you know, of course, Dame Street during that time on both sides of the street, it's packed. There's people walking up and down Dame Street and no one was there to help her. But I overheard her over some music and my friends, we was all getting ready to go out. So I asked for them to turn the music down and ask them if they heard that. They said, no, they didn't hear it. I said, don't you hear a lady out there screaming for help? And they were like, no. And so we went to the window and all of a sudden when we opened up the window, yeah, there was a lady out down downstairs screaming for help we're on the third floor so we ran downstairs and i went to go grab the lady and asked her if she needed any help with anything and she was screaming yes but while i was there you know i'm taking notes on what's going on around me and there were people on you know on theme street that were pushing their kids and telling them keep moving keep going and other people were looking at me like i might have done something to this lady to cause for her to be crying so she kept you know she was like telling me hey you got to go to the house you got to go to the house crying hysterically and you know she was like, my husband, my husband. So I go to the house, I swing open the door, door swings over, a big pool of blood, like massive, so much blood, it scared the hell out of me. I closed the door back because I didn't want to just run in it because I didn't know, I didn't want to end up like, I saw that blood, period. So I looked at her to make sure she didn't do it. So I didn't see no blood on her. She didn't look like she was in a struggle. Her clothes were still on, you know, correctly. Her hair was still in place. So I had to ask her, I said, what happened? And she was like, he fell. He fell. You just need to go in there and freaking help him out. So I was like, oh, wait. So I opened up the door and I went to go in. But instead of going just straight to him, I had to, you know, make sure I was safe. So I looked to see if there, if there, if there was anything out of place, you know, you know, things that were broken, back door kicked in, everything was all in place. And it looked like there was any struggle or fight or anything. So I come back around the staircase. There's an old man, bald head old man laid out on the floor he had to be around like somewhere in his 60s close to 60. so i nailed down he's cold there's no pulse i call for my friends and i told him i say hey, i need you to go up on theme street you got to get me some help quick so while he was up there and i told the lady i said yo did you call 911 she goes yeah i said well someone else need to call 911 you're supposed to be on the phone with them like get back on the phone or call him back so my friend up on Thames Street, find some off-duty state police officer and paramedics. They were here on vacation. They were just walk, happened to be just walking by, and he got them, and they told him who he was. And he was like, well, anyways, I need you to get down here. So they were like, where at? So they come running in, and then they saw me with this guy, and they're like, ask me, what happened? Who I? Who was I? And I told them that, and me being a master personal trainer, you know, I'm CPR certified. So I already started doing CPR on him. So he was like, hey, listen, I'm an off-duty paramedic. I'm gonna help you out here. And I said, all right, thank God. So he ended up helping me out. Make a long story short, he goes to Newport and then Newport transport him to, to Boston because he ended up in a coma. I stayed in contact with his wife and his family during that time and then I got the, the big phone call that he pulled out the, the coma and that was like in a very emotional phone call I ever had in my life to have someone's family that I really don't even know his kids, all all these people that you know that were in the background, and and they was saying she, his wife was like, hey, we're gonna when he gets his stuff back together again, we're gonna bring him down here so he can meet the gentleman that saved his life. Now, and she kept saying to me, she goes, 
I just remember that I saw all those people and I was standing there screaming for help and not one of them came to ask me to ask for help. And, and she was like, and then here you come from out of nowhere and you heard me over some music or wherever you was at and you come and you help me. And she was like, that like, it, for her, that kind of bothered her. So the off-duty state police officer and them, they were saying that, hey man, that was a really big thing. That was a, you had some courage to do that. And good thing you did that because as you can see, he ended up in a coma. If you didn't get there as soon as, soon as you did, he might not even been in a coma. He would have been on his way to the pearly white gates. So they congratulated me and asked, you know, get, asked me, hey, you know, have you ever thought about doing this, doing that? You know, there's, you know, there's jobs like for people like you that can come out here and, and, and you know, you can do things like that out in the community here and they will appreciate you and love you to death. And he goes, and we will vault for you. So I was like, you know what? It's something to think about. All right. Now this town, this town, Newport, Rhode Island, we have a child with a lemonade stand. Your grandparents, someone that's pregnant, uh, someone with asthma, there's a heat wave going on this weekend. Oh, last weekend, excuse me, last weekend. And this is three miles one way, three miles the other way, six miles. It's hot out. That kid had a great idea, and I just want to congratulate that kid for doing that and going out his way and, his, and giving the community his time and trying to provide a nice service. And I hope that he's still motivated on becoming an entrepreneur or still motivated in providing good services in the town because just because of that one little bad experience doesn't mean not doesn't mean that you can't do it. So I just want to make sure that his family and them know that that was great. But here in this island, or if this ch child was anywhere else, that wouldn't have happened. Anywhere else, they would have left him alone. He wouldn't have had to go through that. And another thing is, if a police officer was to go and tell a child that he had to take down the lemonade stand, which they wouldn't, be because in other places, it would have been a whole neighborhood problem. Just as you saw in that video, his family and you know whoever else was there started questioning the police officer there. Well, I lived in Boston. I lived in New Jersey. I have kids in New Jersey. Um, I lived in New York and I lived in Puerto Rico. That would have turned out to be, that would have been a big problem. But we're here on a Queenland Island where there's tight laws and regulations and restrictions here where that people are not like that here. And what they'll do is they'll keep walking and go mind their business because they know that it's tight and there's a real restriction and no one's going to try to help you. But out there, because it, it's neighborhood and, and, you know, they're not police. They're not going to they're not trying to get involved with that. They're not going to mess around with that. They got other things to worry about. Just like this place here has other things they should be worrying about that has more urgency than to be bothering a kid. What a lemonade stand. Like we have a bum issue here. We have parking issues here. Uh, bums are up there blowing their hot chili dog and cigarette onion breath from 7-Eleven. You know, and they're pressing you and bothering customers that are out in front of businesses. 
things of that nature. Getting money, they're, they're getting pizzas, they're getting sodas, they're getting cigarettes, they, they're digging in people's pockets. And then here you are with a presentable child, with his family, family and friend orientated, out on the cliff walk, doing a good thing, trying to be a, a, a nice citizen in, in, in the community. And he had to get a police officer to tell him to take it down. That police officer in the video doesn't look like that. He really wanted to do that. If you notice, he kept a very good distance away from the child, which is a sign that he really didn't want to do that. He didn't want to put any fear in this child. Um, he also kept his hands very close to himself. He had them in his pocket. And when he was being asked a lot of questions, he didn't want to answer them because by law, he can't answer them. And if he was to voice his opinion, then, it, you know, he's breaking his commitment that he has with the, being a police officer. And I'm sure that he knew he was on camera because he looked right into the camera. So what he did was, is that he took the responsibility of that and put that on the town because he repeated himself more than once. So every time he was asked a question, he said, hey, that's something you got to take up with the town. Meaning like, hey, don't get mad at me. I'm sorry that I had to be the one to come up in here, but I still have to tell him that he can't, you guys can't be here with the lemonade stand. So it kind of, for me, it seemed like this, this officer that's in this video might have children of his, of his self, or he might've drove by it and might've never said anything about it until his sergeant or whoever the, whoever it was that called and told. So now he, so now this guy has to defuse the situation because his sergeant and a phone call was already made. So he can't go there and say, you know, and then they, you know, and leave the child alone. It doesn't work like that. That's not how um, this island operates. So he made it very, very clear in, the, in, that, in that video that it wasn't a decision that it was up to him and that they had to take it up with the town. Something to do with the town. Go get your permit, you know, pay the town to be over here. Okay. Just even though it's just a child that's not even, you know, old enough to get a workings permit and it's some lemonade doing a good deed in a heat wave. All right. Now, for as far as with this town, this is how people are here in this town. There's a group of people other than ourselves that felt the same way about how we looked at that video and we thought that was kind of mean or messed up. But there are a group of people here who feel that is that was the right thing to do. Now, I feel like if it was like that, instead of a kid that age have to deal with a guy that's dressed up in blue, a black suit, with a badge, a gun, flashlight, with all these things on his belt, that's a lot more scarier to a child that age or that young than for one of us to walk up to a child, give him free education, being nice, being friendly, and saying, hey, listen, I'm going to tell you a little something. You can't be here. The only reason why you can't be here is because this place is this and that. You need a permit. You get yourself a permit. Guess what? You can come back here and you can be here as much as you want. I'm not going to bother you today, but after today, I'm going to let you stay here. And I'm going to let you finish off doing that because you're being a nice kid. I see that you're trying to do something right. And it is hot out here. And there isn't nobody else out here. So you can stay here today. 
But after today, you can't come back here and do that unless you come back here with a permit. You come back here with a permit, I'll buy five of those lemonades from you. Something like that. But no, it had to been behind their backs, call police, get them out of there. Kind of like being rude. And that's just how this town is. Another example, I was walking down the street, there was a Live Live uh, um, festival down on Broadway two, three weeks ago. I'm walking down the street. This lady's in my path. She's standing right there in the middle of the street and she's like, she's raging. So I just so happened had to be the guy to walk by her, trying to get around her, and she just started venting, going at, like, talking to me. Oh man, parking, blah, 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 blah. So I'm looking around, it's public parking. But she wanted this one space that's parked, that's right there in front of her house, but it's public parking. And then she was like, this guy down the street, he has, he comes here, he's here for like a month or two or whatever, and he has all his friends, and he has a driveway. But the driveway was packed. So she was like, he got a driveway, and all his friends, they stopped parking up along the streets. That's not fair. It's public parking. No, no. She said, you know what? Watch this. So she went in the house. She came back. She had the phone in her hand, and she was looking right at me, smiling. She goes, hello, is this Newport Police? I said, oh, you know what, lady? I got to go. And she goes... She goes, all right, I'll talk to you later. I said, you ain't gonna talk to me later. So when she wasn't looking, she didn't see what I did. I left, went around the corner, knocked on that guy's door, and I told him, I said, look, you better go have your friends wherever it is with their cars parked along the street right here because the lady up the street, she called the cops. He goes, oh man, that effing called her the B word. And I was like, good thing I wasn't standing there when, he, when, when the cops got there because then he would have thought, I was a bad guy because then he would have told his friends and his family, oh, you see that guy right there? He's no good. And that's not me. So I'm glad I did what I did. So he was like, here, here's 20 bucks. He goes, and I go up there and I'll tell my friends and all them, you know, to move the car. We have to try to figure out another way. And he goes, I guess she must be part of the town council or something like that. And she just thinks she and, and he started going all into it. He goes, I'm, I'm up here from Florida. You know, we have good festivals and good events that's happening up here. And my friends and family like to come up here. And, and this is a two, three family. And he goes, I own this house. He goes, and I come back in town. And I was like, and then he goes, I got to deal with, you know, you know, these B words like this. And he goes, man, this town is ridiculous. And he started going, I said, hey, no worries about it, man. I'm just doing a good deed. So he goes in his pocket. He goes, hey, man, you got to take this. And he gives me 40 bucks. I said, no. I said, I didn't do that for this. I said, you know what you would do for me? That would be great. I said, next time I see you, you smile at me, shake my hand, you know, and just say hi. That's it. He goes, you know what? What's your name? So he gets my name. He goes, are you from here? And we had a short conversation and it was great. So I ended up meeting a great guy that's a business owner and in real estate that has a house here and connected to a whole lot of things in Florida. So it turned out to be perfect for me for being nice. But now this lady... She doesn't even have a, another network like that because she's ruined it by being such a, like what he said, a B-word. But that just goes back to what the young lady was saying on my page. These tight laws and regulations and restrictions. Hey, just because you make these group of people make up those tight laws and regulations and restrictions doesn't mean that you guys are good people and you guys are doing the right thing. That doesn't mean that at all. Because... Rhode Island is the smallest state 
in the United States. And we're just a crumb from off of Rhode Island. We're an island that only has 25,000 people on it. Only. Boston has 300,000 people in the city. New York has approximately 1.4 million people in one city. Like each one. And in Florida, they're in the millions as well. Billions. Here we are on an island, which means that out of only 25,000 people and we're on an island, that means that we went to school with each other, we was raised with one another, we're all friends with one another, or we have friends that are friends of, we all grew up together. And and that video shows that none of us can really talk to each other, we can't reason with one another, we can't be nice to one another before putting someone with a black suit and a badge and a gun and that's ready to arrest you me and you are not going to arrest somebody and me and you could talk to somebody and be more reasonable with them than an officer can because there are some officers you can get in front of them and you can just say the wrong thing and now it turns into be something else and now you're on your way to go to jail and when you go to jail then that same money that you're mad about that police officer with is going to go into the town You understand what I'm saying? So as far as with me, when I see people and I know they're from out of town because like I said, I lived in out of town and I see, I'm like, hey, listen, I know what you're coming from. I completely understand. I know where you're from. I, I'm from out there, too. I lived out there, too. But here it's a different world. You can't you can't freedom over here is limited. We don't got all our, our freedom and our rights like like we do out of town, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, yo, you're fu you know what? No, I'm real. I'm just being real. And I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. I'm just like you people that are here from out of town or those people that felt the same way about this, this, this young kid providing a service. I'm not like that. I'm just real. I mess up all the time. I'm, I, have, I make mistakes all the time. I bust my butt. I work all the time. My phone is ringing right now. I got a guy calling me right now asking me to go do some work and probably do some work in his yard. And when I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to give him a call back and I'm going to go do some work for somebody because they're calling me. But I bust my butt. But I'm not mean to people and I don't go behind people's back and calling the cops on them and putting somebody with a badge and a gun, flashlight and, and mace in front of them. And then now I'm making enemies by doing that because... I live in the community. I'm from this community. And I'd rather be friends and reason with people and straight up with people than to just be like, you know what? I'm not even going to deal with them. Just calling cops. Now you're making enemies. But those people that are doing that, they're very sneaky about it. And I'm just letting people know that, hey, just last we saw in that video, we don't know who it was that, that called, the, the, called the, um, the police or reported him being there. Because they probably smiled in his face and laughed at him and said, hey, how you doing? Nice for you guys to be here. Kept walking. Like, hey, babe, call the cops. I don't think they got a permit. Have them come over there. Right down. And, and, and that's what they do. That's how it's done here. My mom is part of the community. I know because I grew up with my, you know, my mom's side of the family being in the community. My mom it was ready to call the cops on a guy over her trash can that was a mistake she comes home from work she sees her trash cans 
over on the other side, next to the next door neighbors. And I come down and she's, you know, she calls me down and she's like, hey, I'm about ready to call the cops. I said, call the cops for what? And she was like, because those, those people next door took my trash can. I said, they're not even here. And she's like, how do you know that? I said, both of those people's cars are not even here. She goes, well, the trash cans were over there, so they must have been there. I said, mom, look, they have other people coming here and checking on that house and making sure things are okay. And someone, one of their uncles or somebody probably came down here, they didn't know, and moved all the trash cans and just got them out the street. That's all. Oh, no, no, I think they did that on purpose. I said, you know what? Why don't you just go over there and get it? It's your trash can. She goes, no, I don't want to go over there. I, I, I said, you know what? I said, don't you better not pick up that phone and call the police. So I went, I went over there and I said, I said, you just watch me. Grabbed the trash cans, brought them right over and parked them. I said, was that hard at all? She said, hmm, whatever. That's how she talks to me. That's how she treats me because I went and agreed with her and be like, call the cops. So she felt a little bit that I was against. No, I don't want you to make enemies with them because when I'm not here and say, if you come outside now, they're going to be like, don't mess with her. She's not cool. She's not good. And then not only that, you're making our next door neighbors feel uncomfortable. I was like, I don't, I don't want you to make them feel uncomfortable. I don't want them to be mad at you or dislike you and say you go to do something else. Now it makes them mad. And now that no. So she's like, hmm. Whatever. I don't got time for that. Okay. But she, you know, she's involved in, with the community and that's how they all are. It's how this island is. She's from here. My father isn't. So I used to li leave and go live in, in other places in Baltimore. He's from Baltimore. So I'm just saying for me being out there in the cities and then coming back out here, man, you can start a business. People out there are willing to help you. They give you breaks out there. Oh, you ain't getting no break out here trying to start a business. Oh, no way. People are a lot more nicer out there. People are much more open to help you learn things. Not here. Not here. Not here. You better come correct or if not, you're not, you're not they're not trying to help you or give you no kind of, you know, assistance. You got to figure it out on your own. I'm going to leave it like that. I'm not going to get too far into it. But for those people that felt the same way about the video, now you have a little bit more of an understanding for that young lady that was on my on my page. And she was, you know, listen, you don't have to say any more to me because I already know the book. And if and if I know if I was to say something to you, I already know what you're going to say next. If you're going to stick in the book or stick on those type of lines, because, you know, if you're going to be a puppet, then I already know. And I'm not going to say that you're wrong. You are totally right. If those laws or restrictions and tight things are there, they're there for a reason. The another thing is, is that they got parking restrictions here. They keep building more hotels and more people will come in here, but they haven't fixed the parking restrictions that's here. Is that because they want to continue making money off of this? Is that a, a strategy or a type of way that money falls into the town? Because I know that those tickets double in a short amount of time, and I know a lot of people that are here, they, they're here from out of town, and then when they're out of town, and if they don't pay those tickets, those tickets double, and I know that people don't want to come back here to go, go to court to pay a ticket, so they pay what is double really quick, so they don't have to go to court. I know that much.
but I don't know if that's your strategy or not, but I know that happens a lot. I'm in sales and marketing. I work for Centex Solution. I'm a district manager. We are trained and we're educated on internet and mobile marketing and sales. I'm on conference calls, national conference calls. I'm, I'm on the phone with district managers, all types of intelligent and very smart and fun and wise people from all over the United States. And we have a wonderful and magnificent, you know, trainings and just meetings and talking with one another. It's, it's, it's a good experience. I don't go through this town and I would have never, ever gotten a job like that if Centex was based from out of here. Once again, the, the saying how this town and the group of people and how they are. I, it, it would have been hard for me to got a job like that. And I knew that. That's why I went and looked, found a job off this island in another state like that. Because they don't have it. If you got the experience, if you have the resume, then they're going to hire you. And my resume speaks loud. I've opened up multi-million dollar companies. 17 million dollar, 17 million dollar companies. More than one. You can talk about 10 or 15 or 20 of them. And I, what I do is I set up the staff. I get the 200 people in there before it even opens up. I train everyone from the front desk to trainers to answering phones. You name it. Sales, you know, the sales department, I train them. I even train managers to be managers. But this town, once again, you come back to this town. It's like there's a group of people and they're just look. They're like, nope, nope, nope. Hey, once again, I'm not perfect and you sure are not perfect. But a lot of people here on this island are very, very good at hiding it. It's hiding it. And then they come out and then they want to point their fingers or they want to aim at you or look at you like you're not right because you're not in their little circle. It's not the way to be because if you come off this island, like I said, this is only a 25,000 people here. This is, this is it. The world is much bigger than that. You come off this island, you start doing that, you're not going to get nowhere at all. Because people are a lot more friendlier and a lot more open and, and, and it's more funner. But you guys want to keep building hotels and taking school buildings and adding more condos to it. What about the people that are here? You know, family and fun and, and orientated stuff. We got the same foods. You got Chinese food, pizza, or what else we got on island? We got only, like, we not even got a handful of choices to make. Or sub places. Everywhere got Domino's. I mean, everywhere got um, pizza, uh, um, Burger King and McDonald's. But what about for our families or for the kids? There's more educational programs that are fun and interesting than what we have here. We don't even really have nothing. But if you go anywhere else, they got people that have small classes teaching people on real estate, teaching people about, you know, plumbing. You know, people take their time out to do those things. But here, because the tight laws and regulations and restrictions here and getting places and stuff and the prices for things, it's difficult. And this town makes it difficult, like they said, for a reason. So for those reasons, guess what? Our children got to deal with it. People that bust their butts and put money into this community that have great ideas can't, can't do it because, you know, it costs so much. So when is this town going to stop reasoning with other people that want to do things or have great ideas that can help out the community? I'm going to leave it like that. I hope that everyone has a great day. Love, peace, and happiness.